0: You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. There's uh, plenty to unpack in on this one, so I'm looking forward to talking about it all. And uh, I'm Nick, and I'm still wearing my loincloth, along with Jack, and uh, joined by Perez once again. Perez, how you going? I'm good, and I
1: most definitely am not wearing a loincloth.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's one of those things I'm kind of looking forward to. I'm a bit gutted that we didn't get a Redemption Island for Jack because part of me wonders if this was, you know, the way the votes came out, whether he actually knew that was the case that he was going or not. Yeah. Um, because you know the way the votes came out, I was a bit surprised that it was that it wasn't exactly a blindside, and so maybe he knew the whole time. But anyway, we'll get into all that kind of stuff as usual. We can't contain ourselves and just jump around all over the place. Uh, it's kind of how we do things here. But uh, no, so we're, we're seven weeks in, we're fourteen episodes through, um, and I think that the pace has just picked up hugely in the last couple of episodes. So. Um, this this thing just feels like it's on a roller coaster home now, and and um, I'm actually having a real blast watching this stuff and, and unpacking what the hell's going on here. But uh, as we always start these things uh, right at the top with what our our key messages are. So obviously we've uh, gone to Redemption Island. We've seen a pretty uh, emotional uh, uh, Redemption Island arena where uh, sailors left and all that kind of stuff, if, if that's uh, something that uh, you're sad about. Um, and so sailors on the jury now, uh, we've seen Jack get voted out, and uh, in our latest episode we've seen Shannon get voted out. So we've now got three people sitting on Redemption Island, uh, five people still left in the game, and um, just a couple of episodes to go. So, um, I mean, what's your kind of initial high-level take on, on what's been happening in these last couple of weeks, Perez?
1: I think... Last week, I think we were both agreeing that one of those episodes was like the most tightly edited episode we've seen yet. But I think Sunday night's episode, last night's episode, was by far the best compact episode edited well Everything that happened in it, I think it was the Sunday night episode has been my favorite episode of the season so far.
0: Okay, well that's awesome. Uh, I actually, yeah, I, I don't know which one of these two I enjoyed the most, but I think um, there were a few drag moments in this, this Monday night episode. But one of the mm-hmm. things I was really impressed with this one is that it kind of, it was really hard for me to tell who I thought was going home. There wasn't kind of like a clear. Um, you know this person's probably going home or that person's probably going home i think a lot of names were chucked out and i always like that you know because it means i've got a reason to go back and re-watch it and try and unpack exactly what happened and mm-hmm. uh, i'm not sure that that's always been the case with new zealand survivor you know i've enjoyed this whole thing but uh i could take in and i guess that's how you know we do the whole buy rent thing and there's a lot of episodes where i watch them once yeah i'm glad i watched it but i don't need to go back and see anything all that important whereas i think these last two episodes are ones I, you know i might even want to just go back and skim watch before we get to the end of the season because they seem like they're really key, important, you know, things that are happening in all those scenes. And, you know, so I, and I think that's the sign of a good episode, really.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't know where you want to start here, but we might as well start, I guess, at the beginning, because um, obviously we, we're coming out of our first real blind side here. And, um, you know, you and I are both, uh, I think we're, we're pretty heavily invested in an RV win here. So I don't know how you were feeling going into this episode, but obviously I was a little bit concerned about what this was all going to mean for RV. Uh, and obviously we go straight into camp and and he's you know not too happy about what's happened and uh, what did you think of his approach Did he kind of came in and did the whole i'm not I'm not angry I'm just disappointed you know do you think that that was a a, a deliberate move or do you think he kind of just that it was just like a natural thing that was coming out of him and that just happens to be who he is
1: yeah i think it was pretty authentic i i wanted him to uh, it was tricky because I want him to win he's still the one I want to win. And I was, I I think it was like the first time I've been nervous about his interaction with people was that little meltdown he had. But I think the whole, I'm not angry, I'm disappointed, worked, but I I don't know if it was the smartest. I think it was probably the best way to, okay, no, no, no. I think he handled it the best way he could but I don't know that I would have done that if I was him.
0: Yeah, I think that it was probably just a natural Arby thing. I don't think we can give him a lot of credit for uh, and I think I probably did early when I watched that that um, that whole scene is that I just thought oh you know Arby's actually just coming and he's playing this quite cool, but I actually just think that's who he is. I think that that what we saw in that scene that's peak pissed off Avi, you know, and he's just not the kind of guy that gets really kind of wound up about what's going on, Um, and so I think that that was him really pissed off, but he just happens to be somebody that doesn't get really, really emotional when things don't go his way, which is what makes him such a good survivor player, I think. Um, yeah so so yeah I think um, I think it was really good and I think it was probably one of those things that um, it probably hit a couple of key people really hard I think probably Shannon was a little bit affected by that and I think Nate was definitely affected by that and these are the kind of players he needed to get back on his side if this was going to work out for him um, mm-hmm. so I, I think in that sense it was actually a pretty smart thing for him to do um, but I think you know if we're going to give credit to what you know eventually happens in this first episode with, with Jack getting voted out um, i think you know, I'm not sure that Avi that should probably get all that much credit. I think he did well in terms of not panicking, um, just letting the situation kind of play out. But I think we actually probably need to give quite a lot of credit to Shay because I think she's the one that kind of, you know, as the events unfold throughout this episode, I think she's the one that kind of brings in, you know, Shannon and starts to turn the numbers around a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. So I think we can probably give Avi the credit for Nate and maybe Shay the credit for, for Shannon, I guess. Yeah. So I think that yeah, I, you know, I'm not saying that um, Arby played this poorly or particularly well. I think he played it probably as he needed to, um, but you know, I, I don't think it was anything other than a pretty natural emotion from him.
1: Yeah, I I think the same. I don't think it was. I don't I don't think it was strategical. I think it was purely how he felt. Mm. Yeah. But I think the way he felt worked for him strategically without yeah. him needing to be strategical. Yeah.
0: But well, I think he did a really good thing of actually calling Nate out on his bullshit vote as well. you know I think that that really hit Nate pretty yeah, pretty yeah. hard, you know that he said to you you might as well have voted for for Salah. you know that that was a that was a cowardly kind of vote, and I think that was something that we called out last week, so you know good yeah. on him for kind of calling that out um you know I, and I do think you kind of see one thing I've really enjoyed about kind of the slower pace that we've got to enjoy with this this season has been watching how different players react to different things. You can see kind of Arvey's natural reaction to kind of go off. Uh, be on his own, blow off some steam, give a great confessional where he's talking about Nate and Barb and, and Shannon and how pathetic they are, and you know, does the impression of Shannon, which I absolutely love. That um, was good, that was
1: really good. Oh, yeah, it's brilliant.
0: And, you know, and that was his kind of way of dealing with it. Whereas Shay is very much down to business, she's like, Okay, well, this has happened, and I'm really gutted, but it's time to actually, you know, get some shit happening here. And you know, the, it, it's kind of cool to see these two different ways of playing the game kind of play out and actually both successfully, which is really cool.
1: Yeah, they're both still in there, and they're both still. They both seem to be able to have some wiggle room, which both of them in their position, I think, in an American season, we wouldn't see two people in this spot having that sort of room to play, which is quite interesting.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and uh, I think one of the things that I've probably been Drawn to with Arby over this season is actually that he's quite clearly an introvert, and you know I would I would consider myself a bit of an introvert as well. So I think we're, I'm kind of seeing somebody that I can really relate to, and you know that's a reason why I really like him. Um, I, I think it's quite funny because I think this is actually a bit of a, a thing with this season that I think Tom's a bit of an introvert. I think in a lot of ways Shay probably is as well. Um, Mm -hmm. and you know you probably say barbers as well you know you've got these people who actually aren't there trying to hog the limelight which I think is really quite interesting you know like it's probably not something you'd see and this is probably one of the key differences between this and the American version I guess is that Kiwis in general are not people that kind of you know look at me put me in the spotlight they tend to kind of sit in the background a little bit more and you know it's it's quite interesting to me that these are things that I hadn't really considered until you're kind of sitting down and, and analyzing this whole thing a little bit more
1: well, I think the most extroverted person out there would be Jack, wouldn't
0: they? Yeah, yeah, I think so. And, I mean, yeah. I think, I think you know, people like Nate, I think Nate and his job is very used to kind of being out there and talking to people, so he's quite comfortable in front of a camera. Um, yep. and, and I think Shannon to a degree as well. But, uh, you know, I, I think that they're not necessarily kind of like you know, out in your face doing it, they're just quite comfortable talking to people, um, which is a a little bit different from being like a limelight hogger or, you know, anything like that. So, yeah, I think other than Jack, you don't really have that person. And I think that's probably why we've got Jack on the season, really. Um, Yeah. we're probably going to talk a little bit more in depth about Jack as he's kind of on his way out uh, later on. But, you know, I think that we've probably seen why Jack was here. Um, And we probably, yeah, we probably didn't quite get the Jack that we thought we were gonna get, but I think I can now see why he was there, which is yeah, it's quite interesting. Um but I mean we kinda get these scenes here um moving forward a little bit where you know that you know um Barb's now become the godmother or whatever and you know everybody's kinda coming to her and I mean how much were you kind of buying this whole thing that Barb's now the one that's in control and everybody's coming to her and and, you know, paying deference to her and all that kind of thing?
1: I bought it for the Sulla vote and I bought it for the coming back from that Tribal Council, but I don't buy it It as a whole game thing. Nah, no way. She's she's, she's the dead fish. She's not a... Well, I think it's just
0: it's just really interesting um, and just skipping forwards to this Monday night vote where it's between Shannon and and Barb, which is a really interesting situation to be in because these two are basically the two people you want to take to the end because um, you know, that they're more or less the goats of the season. And it's funny that it's, you know, we're choosing between the two goats. And the reason I kind of say that is that you just have to see the way that Barb is talked about by the other players as being somebody that sits around and does nothing. yeah, Um, But also that, the show has really, really actively chosen to to basically show Barb sitting down, doing nothing a lot of the time, and you yeah. can be sure that that's not what she's act Like, she is probably out, you know, collecting firewood and doing that kind of stuff as well, but the show's really gone to great lengths to make sure they show Barb as being, I guess, for lack of a better word, lazy and useless, and that's probably not who she is at all, but if the show wants us to believe that, then that's probably for a reason, right?
1: Well, even with her... Uh mob boss title that shannon gave her shannon did follow it up with she's the one sitting in the hammock doing nothing and everybody's going over to her individually so definitely hamming up the whole lazy corpse barb vibe that we've seen all season yeah i I
0: think i think it's one of the things that i keep tracking is that you know we kind of Kept comparing these guys to American players, which is pretty natural, I guess. And you know. I, I don't know, I'd have to go back and listen to the preview about who we um, who we kind of tag. Barb has been like. But um, I've, I've already said it over the course of the season, is she potentially like a Sandra, you know, somebody that kind of just sits in the background and then, you know, strikes when her time comes and just, you know, has that one moment to kind of take control and then it's all over. Um Right. i'm
1: gonna I'm gonna say i I'm getting missy vibes yeah absolutely her.
0: yeah I got the Missy vibes big time tonight that was the one that kind of just jumped out at me. Hugely tonight, um, was yeah. that, you know, this kind of player that is kind of in control, but is just annoying everybody without really giving you a standout reason why they're annoying everybody. Um, I mean, I was oh, always I... a bit of a, a Missy fan and like, oh, well, fans probably a bit of a strong way, but I, I always saw the I saw the reason why Missy played the game she did. Um, yeah. And I'm seeing why Barb I, mean, I think Barb is playing the best possible hand that she can she can play with you know, with the skill set that she's got. She can't go out there and try and smash it out and lead an alliance and win challenges, that's not who Barb's going to be as a player. So I think she's doing the best with what she's got. But I do think that there's an element that her kind of game is a really hard one to win. And, um, you know, I think she's absolutely killed her game tonight by taking out Shannon because I think, you know, if she's going to go to the end and win, she has to go with two people that she can beat and uh, and by taking Shannon out tonight. I mean, I know she didn't have an option because it was either her or Shannon, you know, but, yeah. um, but you know, I think she she's probably absolutely just killed off any chance she has of winning.
1: Oh, I I can't see who she would win against and, at all.
0: And we'll definitely do our winner rankings later on because I think it's it's become increasingly clear what's going on here now. But uh, we could still be in for a few shocks along the road, I suppose. Um, but yeah, I, I mean that's probably kind of the key scene before we kind of head off to this uh, this Redemption Island uh, scene that we're going to come up against. And um, you know, I'm. One of the things that I I've, I've have found a bit funny about this show is that, you know, the American one is like so formulaic. You know, they, they, whatever they decide to do, they keep doing it. Yeah. Whereas with the New Zealand one, it's like, OK, so last week we sent two people to Redemption Island. This time everyone's going. Um, yeah. and it's like they can't really decide what they're going to do. And I kind of wonder if this is, they just wanted to make sure they got that Shannon showdown. Um, so it was like, well, the best way we can make sure that happens is by sending everybody.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. And
0: and, <laughs> and I mean, we, this is something that, that, that the show's been building up for a little bit that we're kind of gonna get this this big scene of the two of them. And mm-hmm. um, so obviously we get to this Redemption Island thing, and um, you know, it's quite an emotional scene with with Sally. You know, kind of comes in and, and he's basically saying, look, he's just coming to get information. This almost felt like a bit of a, this whole scene before we actually get to the challenge. Kind of felt like a bit of a um, retirement. You know, well, it felt like a bit of a, a pre-final Tribal Council. It kind of felt like these guys were getting their licks in uh, to the players that were still left in the game. You know, it's kind of like, this is kind of, you could easily see Mike giving the speech to Shannon if she was sitting in the final two. Um, mm. Or you could see Salah coming up and kind of doing these point blank, you know, were you in on the vote to get me out? You can see that happening um, at a final Tribal Council. So it was kind of a weird thing. And I, I don't know how much I'm actually really enjoying the kind of interactions between these players on redemption and the ones still in the game because I'm not sure they're really they're not really giving us anything I think the show is hoping for a big pop and I'm not sure that they really get even this episode when I think we kind of got some stuff
1: I'm
0: I'm still not sure we kind of got the big the big kind of pop that they were hoping for
1: well we've had we've we've been um led to expect that there would be but there has been no fuck you Brad Culpepper moment yet
0: yeah, yeah, and I mean, this is quite a, a emotional on a number of levels, and, um, you know, I, I, I think, you know, we talked a little bit last week about, you know, should Barb have gone after Salah or Avi, and I think, you know, I've got to take back anything I said last week about it, they should have gone after Avi first, because I think you've only got to kind of see the the reaction to Salah, you know, when when people are talk, when, you know, talking about him, and he's talking that he's so well respected by these guys. They all love him. You know, They're in tears when he's leaving and things like that. And I thought, well, this is definitely the guy you want to take out. You don't want that guy getting a sniff of the final five, final four. Because, you know, your whole game could, could come to an end pretty quickly there, you know?
1: I agree 100%, definitely. And
0: that kind of surprised me. Like, you know, like, I knew he was kind of, the, like, the good guy on the show. But, I mean, we had kind of pegged him as being the Rupert of the New Zealand Survivor. But, you know, Rupert... If you well, I
1: think, to... I think these people would have voted for a Rupert. So... I think that was something that we sort of uh, didn't acknowledge last week, but I definitely think they would have voted for a Rupert, but maybe that's where we're culturally different, like the Americans wouldn't perhaps have voted for Rupert.
0: Yeah, well, I think probably Rupert had lots of people that he kind of pissed off because he was quite a, you know, well, bombastic kind of leader and all that kind of thing, and you yeah. know, that, that was annoying, the, the Johnny Fairplays of the world, whereas, you know, it was obvious that uh, Salah was a threat, but um, he's still a... Completely lovable guy, and you know, there's absolutely no reason not to give him the money at the end. So, yeah, t- yeah. T- totally made sense to get him out. Uh, you know, and we get this whole showdown. I mean, what's your kind of takeaway from the top about this whole thing between Mike and, and Shannon? Did you kind of, you know, did you get a lot out of that?
1: No, no, I nah, no, I didn't. It, it was it was just flat. It was like, oh, whatever.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was it was a hard one for me because I think that. I mean, I'm not sure that that Shannon kind of realized her position. Um, and I think that there's a couple of things to me, I think. Um, you know, Mike's whole thing about, you know, you lied to us, blah, 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 and you told us, you know, you told us too many lies and lies you didn't need to tell. And, mm-hmm. you know, like, I, there was some really good commentary going on on Twitter about this, about, you know, if this was a guy who had done this um, and not a woman, then, yeah. you know, then this would be totally okay, and it's only because Shannon's a female that she's not allowed to go out and lie and, and all that kind of thing. And I think there's a, a huge amount of truth in that. You know, I don't think that Shannon's really been given a fair shake of things because she's a female, and I and I I do really think that that is something that we need to think about when we're talking through this whole scenario here. Um, you know, and I and I think Mike got the reaction he wanted as well, you know, that, that Shannon's really upset and she's in tears, and, you know, I... I, I I don't know if Mike is happy about that, or you know what? I guess we're going to get the answers to that next week when we when we see what happens next when she gets to Redemption Island and all that kind of stuff. But I, I kind of felt like it, yeah. It just didn't it didn't feel right to me.
1: Well, I think I think for for me, where it fell flat was we knew Shannon's reasoning for switching up switching up on her original alliance with him. We knew right from the beginning of Shannon's story that. Mike was somebody she was, you know, toying with the idea of whether or not she wanted to be in with him anyway. So I think, thinking about it, the uh, the big confrontation was going to be not as explosive for an audience who already uh, we've already seen the reasoning. So it wasn't like this big mysterious what's going to happen. And then with what you were saying about Shannon making a move and her being the nasty villain bitch because she's a chick, you hear that all the time in Survivor. We, I think the most recent one I can think of is um, Chaos Cass and Kagiyan saying had she been a man making the move she made she would have been, you know, top dog, but because she's a female she's a bitch. So... I think it's the same thing with Shannon. I don't. I don't think she's a villain because I think she's. She. She. Uh, uh, no, not a villain. Just. I. I don't. I don't. I like. I can understand what she did, but I just haven't really. I think overall, I haven't been a Shannon fan really.
0: Well, I think from a personal perspective, I think I. I really felt for her because I think she's a. I actually think she's a massive Survivor fan. You know, that's the. That's certainly what I'm getting here. Is that she's somebody that really enjoyed playing the game and. You know, I think that she was really kind of surprised at how hard this game was for her. Um, so from that perspective, I, I really do feel for her. And I think she was in a no-win situation at that that tribe swap where you know, she kind of had to lie to somebody to stay in the game. So, uh, you know, I don't blame her at all. Um,
1: but I and think, she's young too. She's only, what, 23, 24? Yeah, she's, something, something yeah. like that.
0: But I, I think yeah. the other thing too, that you, you kind of, like, in, in a, from a purely game perspective, I think she basically should have just turn around and, and told Mike to get lost that you know she had to make a move and you now I think you have to own these decisions. I think if you kinda of come in all wishy washy and kinda of um, you know, oh, I'm sorry, and, and all that kind of thing. You know, I, I think that that very rarely works out for you. I think you absolutely need to kind of come in and just say, hey, well, I was in a position where I had to do something. Um, you didn't give me the assurances I need, so I voted you out. You know, I'm sorry that that didn't work out for you, but, but ultimately I did what was best for my game, and it's a selfish game, and there's only one winner. And I, I think that kind of talk probably earns you more respect in the end. I mean, he might not like it in the moment, but I think he's probably going to respect it if you just go out and own it
1: she could have at least done a poverty to james jury response yeah yeah that would have been better as well
0: yeah yeah so i yeah. think it's, it's a hard one to say i mean i don't think there's any there's any easy answers and i think you know if anything it, it just shows that that shannon's a real person and you know that this is this game has definitely had an emotional impact on her so no, I totally feel for her in that moment, but uh, yeah, I think she's in a no-win situation for quite a long time in this game. One of the I, things, think... I think, sorry, one of the things I was just going to say is that I think what what a situation like that does is that Mike turns Shannon from somebody who's thinking about how to play this game for her to suddenly mm. to suddenly realising she can't win the game, and so mm-hmm. she and she actually becomes quite an active spoiler in the game because if somebody's at you know final six, final seven, and knows they can't win, then they start playing in order to get somebody else they like to win and you know and they just try and get themselves to the end but they actually don't care who they go with and i think that sometimes not really all that well reported on survivor that that happens a lot and you know there's lots of situations where somebody knows that final five or whatever that they're in no position to win but they really want to see this asshole that's next to them lose so they're just going to vote out of spite and that does happen and So, you know, by by Mike Mike, giving that information to Shannon kind of puts her in a position where she's like, Well, you know, I'm just going to make sure that nobody in your original alliance, Mike, I'm going to make sure none of them get to the end. And I don't really care if that means that I get steamrolled by RV or whoever at the end. Um, I'm just going to make sure none of your mates win. And, you know, so he's actually not doing his old allies any favors by doing this. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I'd agree with that. And I think to also go into it with Shannon about. Deeper. I think she's played quite a mature game for somebody her age. I think out of all the younger crew, hers has been the most solid uh, strategy, I would say. Even though she's been wishy washy as hell, she hasn't been ob- in a, like obnoxious and um, uh, what's the word? Um, confrontational like some of the younger people. Um, but I think in the end, she sort of. I think her age played against her with her sort of internal struggle we saw, I guess.
0: Yeah, and I think so. I think probably the the word you might be uh, looking for is that she wasn't a typical millennial. You know, she she never really felt like somebody who felt entitled to things. And maybe that's the difference between her and Mike. That Mike feels like... He um, he put himself in a good position and he deserves to still be in the game. Um, And you know, and and whereas I don't think she's ever felt that way, she's kind of felt like I need to fight for every moment in this game. And uh, you know, whereas Mike feels he just deserves to be there because he's Mike. Um, yeah, and, and that might be the key difference. So you know, I'll definitely take my hat off to her. I think she's uh, she she did really well where she got to. But we'll we'll eulogise her a little bit later. I mean, we can probably we want to do a bit of eulogising of Salah in this moment because I think he gives a you know a really an interesting um, and and you know really nice speech at the end. And I think probably one of the things that um, I've, I've noticed you now watching the media here is that. Every time somebody's gone out at Redemption, they kind of give this little speech, they throw their buff in the fire and then they're gone. And mm-hmm. what, I've no- what I've noticed is the next morning when I, when I look at the photos that they show on some of the news sites here, is that there's these, these shots of, of that person actually has gone over and hugged everybody who was at Redemption, And, and but we just don't see it on the show, whereas mm-hmm. they, actually, they actually chose to show that this time, you know, so we actually see Salah kind of go over and hug everybody and they didn't cut that bit out of the show, which I think is really cool. Yeah. Yeah and I think he's just seems like a stand up guy he's you know a really nice guy um and um, yeah, I I, I think you, you can't really have a bad word about Salah in this game. I think he I think you know he was always going to be that guy who was really going to struggle given you know getting to the point that he got to is that you get to that point where the, the end game starts to close in and you're such a nice guy and if you choose to play with this kind of honesty and integrity you know that, yeah you can leave with your head held high but it is going to put you in a position when you get here that it's going to make it really hard for you to advance any further. So you know I think I think Salah probably ended yeah. exactly where I expected him to.
1: Yeah. Definitely.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, that was a pretty emotional moment, kind of seeing him go. Um, and uh, yeah, we kind of, kind of head back to camp, I guess, after that.
1: Yeah. Arby and Shay seemed more devastated than Salah did, I must say. <laughs>
0: yeah. I think probably part of it is that they were maybe hoping that you know he'd win it, he'd win in redemption, and you know I think it's probably that whole thing of it, it doesn't feel real until. It's happening. Yep, until you get to redemption. And, yeah. you know, that's the whole thing is that the game isn't over. And I thought that's quite an interesting comment right at the very end of the show that Matt makes, where he kind of says, oh, you know, that whatever about having social skills and it's too late for Shannon, but it's not too late for you. It's like, well, it's actually not too late for Shannon because she's still technically in the game. Um, And, and, you know, like this whole, I mean, that's one of the things I don't like about Redemption is the lines of where somebody is still an active player in the game and where they're not is, is, you know, you've got this kind of purgatory thing and it's really quite annoying in terms of the flow of the game. It hasn't been too bad this season, but it does kind of annoy me a little bit.
1: No, I get what you're saying. Yeah, it's, it's sort of a bit, Uh, I think it's it's a very lukewarm element of Survivor at best. But I think we are handling it as well as it can be handled.
0: Well, I think it's quite interesting that, um, you know, I I guess the American versions has always been somebody who you, you had that real fear that if they, well, not fear, but you had that real belief that if they came back in the game, they could win. Um, mm-hmm. you know you had your Aussie and you had your even Matt and you know um, renemption Island season um, these people that if they actually, actually get back into the game they could win and mm-hmm. we've, we've never really had that on this season that these people have just felt like they were just there for a bit of an extension of their, their time on the show but they weren't going to win and you know I don't feel like Mike's going to come back into this game and, and win it um, Oh that, hell no! so no you know it, it, it doesn't feel like a threatening place it doesn't feel like oh my god there's still this part of the game happening over here and I need to think about it because yeah. that, that it kind of feels like that's never really been an aspect of it. And if Salah had got a couple of wins under his belt, then maybe you might have thought that, but it's never really been an aspect of this season. So I guess that's why it hasn't really bothered me all that much. It's just kind of been there as a part of the show that we go to. Um, and you know, but yeah, anyway, I'd quite like to get back to the camp because I think there's some really um, interesting scenes that kind of happen here. And obviously, this is you know, um, Shannon gets back and has that real realization that of how she's been viewed. And you know, I think that's a whole thing about. Um, you know, how you, how you perceive and that self-perception that you have and, you know, maybe she didn't really realise she's so caught up in playing the game that she hadn't realised how she was making other people feel. And I think yeah. probably when you've got, uh, you know, you're coming back and you've got the likes of Jack and Tom there with you, that you may not be thinking about it too much because Jack and Tom are, are who they are, you know. They, um, they're not probably not going to tell it to you straight and, and all that kind mm-hmm. sort of thing, whereas I think that, you know, Mike's probably dealt it out a little bit more um, so a bit of a hard one for Shannon, really, and um, I think yeah, as I was saying earlier, I, I think these scenes where, where kind of Shay kind of comes in and and takes over and, and really makes her feel okay. Um, I, you know, we've talked on and off about Shay, and she you know, she started off feeling like a real serious threat at the beginning of the game, but it's never really kind of turned into anything, and and now it kind of feels like it's back on again. You know, like that suddenly Shay's an active player in this game again.
1: Yeah, definitely, she's she's still in there, and and. i I, i'm i'm liking what we've seen from her over the last few weeks as far as her strategy goes i'm i'm not as much of a shay hater as i initially was because she was initially my first boot pick so I'm, i'm quite glad she's still around
0: well, yeah. I mean, I've always had a bit of a soft spot for her, given that she's the uh, the Hamilton girl. So uh, I've been following her story a little bit more closely than maybe some of the others. But I, I think I've never really got the impression since probably about the swap that she was going to win. You know, it's kind of felt like she was just kind of out of it. Um, but and I, I'm still not entirely sure that I I see a win there for Shay. But I think probably one of the things that's really interesting is that. Um, it just shows how hard it is on Survivor to show somebody having a really good social game, yeah. um, especially women. And you can see that, you know, the American show particularly does a lot of, um, you know, they show a woman as being a good social player by being a flirt, and obviously that's not what's happening here, Um, Mm -hmm. but you know, it is really hard to show the value of a really strong social game, and actually we hear players saying it, that I know Shay's a really good, you know, she talks to everybody and she's got good relationships with everybody, but that's a a really hard thing to show, and and, you know, and we haven't seen a lot of that on on camera, and so it kind of feels like if Shay gets to the end, she would be somebody that would be really a, a big threat to win, but I, I, you know, from an editing perspective, I don't really see her as probably somebody that's going to be the winner.
1: I think we could see her potentially being a finalist that is in with a shot at being at the final, but I don't think we've seen enough from her. I don't, I don't think she's had a winner's edit mm. really.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's a bit of a tough sell for me, and I think it's always going to be a tough sell to have somebody that's actually already been voted out of the game as the winner, you know, that would be, yeah. uh, you know, it's not something I would expect, and I think that that would probably come back to her at the end of the game, is that, you know, you can see that jury kind of saying, oh, well, you know, it's, um, you know, you, you're somebody that's already been voted out, why should you be allowed to win, blah, 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 blah. So I can definitely see that as something that, that could happen. Um, mm-hmm. I think one of the other things that's quite interesting, this whole scene, you know, where, where Shay's not making any secret of the fact that she's going away and talking to Shannon and, and kind of getting her under her wing, and yeah. um, I think the whole scenes that you've got, you've got um, Barb and you've got um, Jack who are in the tent kind of talking this through and that you know, they can see it and all that kind of thing. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I think it's the, the whole thing with Barb in this episode is really interesting because we kind of get the, the impression that she doesn't know what's going on, this whole thing, that she's out of the loop. Um, and But at the end, she ends up voting for Jack. And it's, I find it quite puzzling that they have chosen not to really tell us what's going on with Barb. Yeah, and
1: did I also miss the any discussion about Nate being the one who was going home? I'm trying. I didn't, I didn't see it, and I was quite surprised when it was showing who voted for who, and Jack had voted for Nate. I was a bit like, really? I must have missed that.
0: Yeah, yeah, because it kind of felt like you know it, it was going to be an RV vote, and I, you know, I even said, you know, I can't wait to see how they cock up spelling Avi's name i didn't think he was the one who was going home but i was sure he was getting votes um, yeah and the fact that everybody knew about it. i mean it makes sense to me that that nate goes over and says oh, i'm not voting out. i'm voting for for jack and you'd better jump on board um mm. so that was no surprise to me but tom was obviously in on it as well so everybody knew about it um, yeah and it's just interesting that we and that's kind of going back to my point a, a little bit earlier in the show was did jack know um yeah, it, it, we're kind of led to believe that he didn't know, and he was making a fool of himself, kind of going in there with the loincloth and blah 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 blah. Yeah. Um, and but is it possible that he actually knew he was going, and he just was going for that big that big TV moment where he's going up and uh, you know with his bare arsenal, and all that kind of stuff? Um, so you know, it, it, it really is a little bit hard to tell.
1: Uh, yeah, I think that was something that was noticeably sloppy. From New Zealand survivor that we wouldn't see in American survivor. Even when there is going to be a blindside on the audience, you still there is still something there that oh I should have seen that coming. Mm. But there was just nothing there that it was going to be that solid of a vote against Jack.
0: Yeah, yeah. So it's really interesting to to kind of and that'll be something that I can't wait to hear. Um, from Jack after he leaves the game about you know did he did he know he was going or not so yeah yeah we're uh, really looking forward to hearing about that it's uh it's interesting we've got these scenes in the rain we haven't actually had too much rain on this this season but uh it's just so funny watching these guys all wandering around they've got full kind of jackets going on um, these guys have been pretty well looked after compared to some of the some of the American <laughs> guys uh, uh, yeah. Got about four changes of clothes and a jacket and, you know, everything that they need. They look like they've got about five pairs of shoes as well. They've got, like, jandals and they've got running shoes and, you know, it's just, it's quite funny to, to kind of compare that.
1: Yeah, well, they probably dropped them at fucking Kathmandu before they left and like, go hard, yeah, stick yeah. it on Warner Brothers' credit card,
0: get yeah. what you need, it's yeah. going to be
1: wet. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's quite funny because, obviously, you know, you talk about surviving Nicaragua and, um, you know that was a season with a lot of rain and kind of led to the the quits and all that kind of stuff yeah we haven't seen a lot of rain on this this season but having said that i suppose kind of season 22 29 30 didn't have a whole lot of rain either so maybe that was just like a crazy crazy season that one where they had all the rain in rainy season it looks like a miserable (laughs) place to be though when it's raining now some places that doesn't look as bad when it's raining this place just looks miserable when it's raining
1: Oh, I know, like, and when it's raining in Samoa, it looks like, oh, that looks like fun, that could be, uh, that could be a good time, but yeah. here it, it looks like hell.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, let's get into this immunity challenge, because I actually found this one to be a lot of fun, um, kind of a bit of a throwback to the old, and I know we had something similar to this, didn't we, in, in Cambodia, um. But, you know, we we haven't had this kind of challenge for a while um, on the American one, um, you know, where they they get told a bit of a story from Matt and uh, then they have to run around and get these clues and, you know, find find the the medallions and bring them back and all that kind of stuff. And I just thought it was really cool. Um, One of the things that I I really liked was when they were telling the story, you know, and this is not something you get on the... The American one and those early seasons, is Matt's telling the story, but then you kind of see these visual cues about what the answers are gonna, gonna be and all that kind of stuff, and you know, they kind of just it, it kind of flashes up on the screen. And I really enjoyed <laughs> that. I thought I thought it was like really well produced. This whole this whole challenge, the whole thing was really really cool. Yeah,
1: I like this challenge. It's OG. We saw it in season one and have seen it quite a few times since. Um, and I liked how our twist on it was that there were more than just option a or option b we had yes. an option c as well yeah. which was
0: yeah. good a couple of things that i didn't like particularly about this one was that um i thought the um the wrong answer medallion was too similar looking so like you mm-hmm. guys would kind of come back and you didn't really know if they'd got it wrong or not and i wish they'd made that a little bit more visually obvious um, yeah and the other thing i didn't like was that you know i think when this works the best in the american one is um is when they kind of go into the answer station and there's only one person at a time. Yeah. Um, and because I think, you know, you, you saw a scene where kind of Avi early on kind of runs up, gets the right answer and Barb just kind of takes it from the same pot and, and off they go you know, it's um, and I didn't like that, I think that you should actually have to answer the question, you shouldn't be able to just take what the person in front of you took the other thing I thought was really, really funny, just like a, a quick little thing here, when they're kind of telling the story and they've got this marketplace and, mm-hmm. they've got this, and they've got this big kind of um, stand and it's full of like dead chickens and there's, like, <laughs> and there's, the, there's all these chickens and there's one black chicken, like it completely black um, it's the weirdest thing i didn't understand that at all just one black chicken with all these like normal looking chickens
1: was it rotten or was it, it I, was, I don't no, know it,
0: it, it was like it was obviously plucked and still like like it looked raw but it kind yeah. of was like completely black it was so strange
1: must have been pickled <laughs> yeah it was really really odd <laughs> uh, yeah but
0: no, I mean, I did really enjoy how this whole thing was produced. I thought they did a really good job. You know, and I think these kind of night challenges are a little bit hard to pull off as well. You know, I don't think they always are easy to do because you've got to light them and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, and I think they actually did a really good job of us.
1: Yeah, I I liked it. I, I get what you're saying as well. I agree that with what you didn't like. I didn't like it either. But I like I like those old school challenges, and I think we did it okay. So I was pretty
0: pleased with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously it uh, it ends up that Tom wins this one and he wins both the immunity challenges in this these two episodes. Um, and, yeah. And, and yeah, I, I mean, uh, he, he doesn't come across as being like a complete challenge beast. Is it just that everybody else sucks so much or?
1: I'm guessing know. so because I think the people that were there that could have given him a run for his money seem to suck quite badly. Like, are RV- Avi seems to be really shit in challenges. And um, Shannon didn't really seem to be like in there, like a threat either. So uh, maybe maybe um, when it comes to the challenges, he's a bit of a Kim Spradlin with not much competition. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I think it's. There's a couple of things with that. Is that I think uh, yeah, Avi has kind of surprised me. Um, but I think the thing with, with Avi is that part of me potentially thinks he might be throwing them a little bit.
1: Oh do you think he, he would in his position I th- I think had he did it, had he thrown them around the initial merge that might make more sense but I think in his position where we've seen as the audience that he's in quite a precarious situation I wouldn't think that holding back in the challenges would be smart for him I
0: mean I don't <laughs> I guess we don't know the timeline particularly about at, at the time that they do this challenge how much does he know that um, you know he's he's actually probably safe. Um, you know his reaction when he loses probably tells you everything that he kind of throws down the, the medallion a little bit. Um, you know that he wasn't happy about losing. So you no, know, you're you're probably right. I'm probably overthinking a little bit, but I have been really surprised. Is-
1: if he was going to throw it, he wouldn't want to throw it and finish in second place just just missing out. He would want to be a complete dud.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess we've just seen it in him that he tried to, you know, very obviously throw that challenge last week, so um, you know, I, I think we've kind of, we've seen that he's got the ability to do it. I um, just like, mm-hmm. Tom, Tom doesn't strike me as somebody that's just like awesome at everything, so, but I think it's that whole thing of you, you get a bit of momentum and you start to have a bit of belief that you can win, um, yeah. but I, th- I think it gets interesting next week because I um, I think you get that whole thing of that kind of, um, you know, the survivor Samoa thing with Brett. You know, at, at the end, it's, it's all very easy for him to win when it's only him with his back against the wall. But when all these guys know we have to get rid of Tom, um, then, mm. e- then basically everybody's back's against the wall and it just changes the things with challenges. I think we're also probably due a. Um, a willpower challenge somewhere along the line and i think that that potentially that's that's one that i can see arby doing really well and i can actually see somebody like shay doing really well on that one too um, mm-hmm. so so suddenly i think that there's probably a, a, actually a, a, an opportunity for for arby to kind of shine on on maybe something else i think yeah he hasn't been great um on some of these challenges but maybe they just haven't quite suited him or things just haven't quite gone right and we just haven't really seen that
1: yeah, he hasn't had his moment to shine
0: yet, mm. RV. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's it, it's hard to know. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I really enjoyed this challenge. Um, and obviously, for, for the game, I think it's it's heaps better that Tom wins. You know, I think that that makes the makes the show better because um, obviously, if he'd lost, then it, it's pretty cut and dry that he's going. Yeah. Yeah. So, so no, I think it's really good. And, and you know, it's really funny that we kind of get back to this. You know, this challenge after this challenge, and we kind of get the whole thing of um, Arby's kind of playing up the fact that, you know, he knows he's gone and he's it's like the complete reverse of what we had last week where Jack was doing the same thing and now it's Arby that's doing that.
1: Yeah, that seems to be quite common though. Where people on the bottom, it's it's never the same for long. It fluctuates who's there, who's up, who's down. It's quite um, chaotic.
0: Yeah, well I I think that's probably over now after this last episode. I think everybody is kind of just gonna throw it out there and, and do whatever the hell they can to stay alive. So I think I think we're probably past that point in the game. But um, yeah, I think we're um we're we're definitely kinda of heading um along that road in this one. We where, where people are, are just kind of yeah, everybody's kinda of playing their cards a little bit close to the chest. Um but yeah, I think there's a whole bunch of stuff we didn't see in this the end of this episode where we've got mm-hmm. um you know, Jack kinda of, doing this thing and, and not trying to get around exactly what's going on there, but um, yeah, um, I mean, what did you think with this whole this whole thing with the loincloth? I mean, it's I can't believe we're actually talking about this, but it's pro- it's actually, it becomes a, it becomes a, <laughs> a bigger point than it really
1: meant to be. This but, is my thoughts on the loincloth. If, <laughs> if, you, if you are comfortable enough in yourself to show off your body that way, go right ahead. I wouldn't do it. And I think I'm in better shape than Jack is. But good on him. Bless your little... I was going to say cotton socks, but you weren't wearing socks. Bless your little loincloth, Jack. You do you, man. Good I, on you.
0: I think probably but one of the things... Shame. That, one of the things I'm probably trying to make a point about here is that by doing this, is that Nate suddenly going, oh, maybe we should tell him he's going, because, you know, we don't want him kind of making a fool of himself um, by getting voted out in this loincloth. Um... And, you know, and so it actually becomes a game point that it becomes, oh, shit, you know, like this could actually affect the vote, um, which I think is quite an interesting part of this whole thing. Uh
1: I think you might be looking into that one too much because didn't he say when he got back to camp, you know, oh, you know, Jack didn't mind if you were laughing with him or laughing at him. He just wouldn't let anybody's, you know, personal opinions bring him down. sort of. Fun. Well, I
0: think I think this is what happened. I think that I think that Nate actually did tell him that he was going home. And that's yeah, because we know how the vote's going to turn out. And Jack goes, well, screw it. I'm going to do it anyway. Um, and, 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 you know, and then that whole scene with, with Nate at the start of this episode, yeah, that kind of speaks to that. But, um, you know, and, and kind of the reason that I think that as well is that uh, Jack kind of seemed like, you know, his whole little pose at the end after he gets voted out, it all felt a little bit too staged. Like, you know, I don't, you know, Jack's pretty quick, but I'm not sure he's that quick. And so I think he probably had time to think about exactly how he was going to do all this kind of stuff.
1: Well, to back your theory up, also the other, like a couple of weeks ago when he was almost the person voted out, he looked terrified. And this week he didn't seem that scared by seeing his name pop out constantly. Yeah, so yeah. you're probably right. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I'm not sure there's too much else we want to really talk about here. Other than that we've done, you know, a few scenes... Um, you know, we've talked about one of the loose threads that I think we've had in this whole season has been the kind of RV-Tom relationship that, you know, it was something that was kind of heavily picked up on early in the season um, Mm -hmm. and and then it kind of just dropped off into nowhere um, Mm -hmm. especially after RV and Tom didn't vote together um, after the merge and all of a sudden it's kind of come back which is really cool I'm glad that we're kind of tying up that loose end like I don't know how it's going to end but, you know, they're both still there at Final Five and I think there's probably a little bit more of that story still to come um, and yeah, you know, it kind of looks from what we can see from the scenes from next episode that it's going to be it's going to be a key scene kind of going going forwards. That these two have probably still got some stuff to go yet, I think.
1: I I'm I wouldn't be surprised if the if that is the uh, the driving force behind the next vote and that is the end of it. I hope it, I hope there's more to it than say the way. Uh, the relationship between Sean and Richard Hatch ended. I hope there's more to it than that, but I wouldn't be surprised if that's sort of the way it finishes.
0: Yeah, well, I think probably Arby's got a bit of a decision to to go here because if he gets into a position of of power here, um, I, I think, you know, he's probably, his ideal final three is... Oh, I mean, he's got. Uh, Arby's in that kind of Kim Spradlin position where he can kind of go to the with anybody and he wins. So it, yeah. does, it doesn't actually really matter to him. But, you know, he might be thinking about, you know, Shay and Tom. Um, but, you know, I, I think ultimately it really doesn't matter who he goes to the end with. So, you know, if those two are kind of trying to take each other out, the obvious thing here is that you probably need to split Barb and Nate up at the next vote. Um, cause well, got... I think
1: Nate is like the only other person there that could give Arby a run for his money potentially.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see how that kind of plays out Um, but no we get into this tribal council and you know one of the things that we keep talking about is how short these tribal councils are it's like you get it's like five minutes until the end of the episode and then bam we're at tribal council it kind of all happens in such a hurry
1: yeah it's it's, it's really weird it's definitely different to America and it's a bit sucky because tribal council is my favourite part of Survivor
0: I think it probably doesn't hurt this show because I think probably one of the things is that you know Matt's not actively kind of you know, prodding, prod, prodding and yeah, like yeah. like like Jeff would. So you know, you probably don't want to spend 20 minutes here with Matt just asking pretty straightforward questions and not trying to you know get stuff out of them. It makes a lot of sense. So and, I'm actually okay with it. Um,
1: yeah, but, it makes sense. And and Tribal Council isn't the elimination point; it's Redemption Island, so it's yeah, fine. yeah, yeah.
0: And I think one of the things I I loved about this episode was Matt's reaction as as um, um, Jack walks in, and I don't know if he if he knew or not. Um, but yeah, it was yeah one of those things where you know because I remember um, one of my favourite Jeff faces ever is um, in One World, you know when the when the um, guys throw the challenge, oh, no not don't throw the challenge, they win the challenge and then give up immunity anyway. Yeah, and, and yeah, yeah. The look on Jeff's face when they walk in, and I always laugh because I think he he must have known what was coming. Oh, he knew,
1: um, he knew, one hundred percent.
0: And this is one of those things where you know did Matt know what what he was about to be faced with? Um, you know, like, not only not only is he in his loincloth, but he's also carrying this dildo-shaped stone around with him as well. Um, so, yeah, it kind of really hit me as kind of a bit of a, you know, Token cheese Final Five where Coach is kind of making this poem and, you know, he's going to be the one that goes out and you're you just trying really hard not to laugh at the guy.
1: Yeah. And he was also sitting there completely fucking spread eagle as well. <laughs> yeah, 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 It <laughs> would
0: have been funny if he'd come like, crossed his legs or something. It eh? like really, it made it totally awkward. Uh, yeah, yeah, but no, I mean, it was it was really funny. I mean, a couple of the other things I kind of picked up on with this this tribal council is one of the things we kind of haven't really talked about all that much is uh, is Barb's complete um, resting bitch face that she's got going on. It's um, it's pretty epic, really.
1: Oh, she's sour looking, isn't she? But that, oh, that's, a... I think, something that has annoyed me with her all along, because Initially, she was like promoted as being the mother, mother knows best character that we were going to get, but there has been majorly a lack of gentleness from her, and I think the the most uh, gentle or the softest we've seen her, from my perspective, is when she was talking about Jack of all people and wanting to bring him into her little click because she had a soft spot for him but even that was sort of like the way like uh, uh, a pissed off auntie who you don't really get along with that well sort of explains you know oh you know you're my nephew and i love you but you know you're a dick it's sort of like that it wasn't like a motherly or a grandmotherly softness to her. so i'm i i think she's dumb basically Yeah, it's
0: actually actually a really interesting point you make there, that the one she seems to have kind of gravitated the most towards is is Jack. And I think it's also interesting because, you know, we kind of do a little bit of um, shorthand for, you know, Nate and Barb with this this team, and I don't actually think they are all that much. We don't see that they are particularly close. We don't see lots of conversations between the two of them. Um, You know, that really interests me, is that if these two are, like, really rock solid that, that yeah. you know, we would kind of see them talking and thinking things out, and we kind of just don't get that. Uh, yeah, I mean, Barb just does the, the amazing resting bitch face. She does it so well. But it's one of those things you kind of don't see... Especially in the game, but you really, really notice it at tribal council. And I think yeah. it's just, I don't think she's deliberately doing it. I think it's just, you know, she's she's thinking and listening to what people are saying. and her face It's just, just her face. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's really funny. Um, but yeah, I mean, we kind of get into this vote, and um, I don't think there's too much we really need to kind of go through with the vote. I mean, it's just the comedy aspect of, of the end of it, I guess, more than anything else.
1: We haven't seen anybody been voted out in that sort of. Outfit before, have
0: we? No, I don't think we've ever seen blurred nudity at Tribal Council, in quite that way, anyway. Um, no. The one thing that made me absolutely laugh, though, is that you know we see this whole thing, and you know the, the producers go to such lengths to you know blur the nudity, blur his, his ass crack, and then in the in the previously on segment of the next. Oh episode, my God! It was like, hello, hearing <laughs> ass crack. Not after Shorten Street. No, it's yeah. not enough for Shortland Street. Well, you know, here he is, Greg Shortland Street, same thing. <laughs> but, yeah, I just thought it was so funny. They'd spent so much time doing that. But, yeah, I mean, obviously we get this vote, and it's, you know, it's everybody votes for Jack, except Jack who votes for Nate Dogg. Um, and, uh, yeah, and so, you know, he goes out and does this little pose, you know, look over the shoulder type of thing. Blue steel. Uh, yeah, and uh, as, I, as I said on Twitter, he, he should have farted right then. That would have just really <laughs> They would yes, have taken the cap yes, the moment you know. off. not.
1: I, if, he, if he had farted, I would have been, like... I would have gone to church and to, like, a temple and, like, pray for him to win.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, I guess we can probably... Uh, um, it's probably not a huge uh, surprise that either of us are probably not backing Jack to be the one that comes back into the game. So we can probably start to, um, you, you know, eulogise him a little bit. And, I mean, I guess I'm quite happy to start that... Um, I just, Jack isn't who I thought he was going to be. Um, it doesn't mean that he's that he's been bad. It doesn't mean anything, really. It just means that he's, I just haven't quite got what I expected to get from him.
1: I, I, I agree completely. He wasn't this, like, I think I was expecting him to be more sort of kooky, like Greg from the original season, crossed with some maybe oh, Shambo, or somebody who's a little bit nutty, but I think he seemed like a really, really watered-down, weak version of Courtney Yates, and I really love Courtney Yates. She's one of my favorite Survivors ever, and he was like a really shitty version of that at the end.
0: Yeah, yeah. Sorry,
1: Jack. There's potential. I think it's picked to come back for... New Zealand all-star survivor he could be improved but I don't know I, I was a little bit bummed with the whole Jack turnout
0: yeah I mean it just it just all fell a little bit flat for me I just I'm not quite sure they knew what to do with this character um and I think sometimes you get these ones that kind of go out you know at around about that kind of final seven final eight and it's kind of hard to decide what story you're going to really tell about them. Um, yeah. Because you know, they're, they're kind of important characters, but they're kind of not, and it, it can just be a little bit difficult to decide what you're going to do with them. So, yeah, I, uh, it's, it's a tricky one for me. I think I thought he was going to be a lot kind of funnier than he was, and I, I guess that uh, he wasn't... Yeah, he, he wasn't uh, yeah, I guess probably just... He was, uh, he was. Yeah, go for it.
1: No, you go for
0: it. I was just going to say, I think like his jokes just were really intentional all the time. And it it kind of felt like he was never kind of just relaxed and just telling a joke. He was actually just, he was always having to, you know, kind of make the joke really obvious. And I think he was at his best when he was, you know, talking to the camera and saying, you know, saying some dumb stuff. But, you know, sometimes that's when he was the funniest. I remember him kind of, one of the very early, it might even be the opening episode where he's kind of saying, oh, you know, um you know, I'm a I'm a patient. Actually, no, I'm not a patient. But, you know, just the, and that that was kind of funny. The way he did that was really good. Um, mm-hmm. So so yeah, I mean, it, a little bit disappointed, but um also I think he'll be somebody. It'd be really interesting to talk to after the game.
1: Yeah, well I think he'd have a, I think he'd have a really good perspective on everything because he played with so many different people and was in that the five alliance. He, he's had quite a, a um what's the word for it quite a varied survivor experience so he'd definitely be good to hear from yeah
0: yeah yeah so no it's, it's really interesting and i think we can probably just go straight into our rating of this episode i mean you sounded like you're really high on this one if we're we're doing the old uh, buy it rent it, or bin it i mean where are you put in this one
1: definitely rented i'd watch this one again it was good oh
0: you're you're a hard man you you refuse to give a buy on any of these
1: well i don't even know which ones i would buy i think the only survivor that i've actually bought was season one and two i'd buy survivor 16 i guess um but you know i'm nah i wouldn't like buy it to have it in my collection but i definitely rent it my okay hold on my rent is probably my equivalent of like downloading it and putting it in a file somewhere or on a drive yeah and keep it so i've got it when the fancy takes me but yeah i'm renting this one <laughs> okay
0: no that's fine we can uh we can leave it there for sure but uh, i think for me it's definitely a buy i think this uh this season is really this show is really peaking at the right time and you know all the interesting stuff is happening at the end which you know is not something that happens on survivor actually all that often at all um quite often the, the interesting stuff will kind of happen around the merge maybe two or three boats after it and then it can start to to you know, kind of taper off and I think we're mm-hmm. actually seeing like, I'm actually really excited for where we might get we might get a really really awesome finale it could it could be a, a, a really good one um, so yeah no, I'm really looking forward to seeing where we go with this
1: yeah I, I agree with that I think that it's been a steady incline from the beginning to where we are now and I think we really do need though really strong final episodes it can't dip at all for it to be considered like a good season once it's all over.
0: Yeah, and I think for me, you know, when I think about good survivor seasons, the ones that I always really enjoy the most are the ones that have a good finish. Um, you know, and there are some seasons I think that have a really good pre merge. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, like some of my favourite seasons are, are actually ones that have a really strong pre merge, like Africa. Um, and, yeah. And, and, but, you know, they you couldn't say that they are the most exciting finish in the world. And, um, you know, I, I think that this is maybe one that's going to have a, a good finish. And, you know, maybe you won't care so much that the pre merge wasn't hugely hugely entertaining because the finish is going to make it worthwhile. So um, I'm, I'm, you know, been positive the whole way through, and um, you know, see the promise, and I, I'm thinking we might deliver on it. So it's really exciting. But uh, yeah, we can we can head on into the second episode. Um, and obviously, you know, we, I don't know what were you expecting for this episode because part of me was thinking we're going to get a reward challenge and then we're going to get a um, a, a redemption island. I wasn't expecting another vote off.
1: Well, I was expecting it to be like a Sunday episode. I was expecting us to have, like, the early reward challenge and then finish on Redemption Island, but it wasn't.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was, uh, I mean, um, and I'm pleased about it, don't get me wrong, it was, I think... Oh, yeah, same, same. This was really good, and, um, you know, I think for me, uh, this one's a little bit hard, because I think um, I'm going to need to go back and and watch this episode again, and that's a good thing, because I think there was so much going on that I kind of want to see it all again. Um, Mm -hmm. But, yeah, to me, it was, um, you know, a really good episode. Uh, One of the things I think probably that we haven't really talked about is um, that even though we're down to... Well, we're down to five people in the game and three mm-hmm. on redemption. Mm-hmm. Um, it's only day twenty eight and there's still twelve days to go, and I'm not quite sure how we're going to fill in the rest of these other twelve days. it's It's kind of weird like you think about it from a day perspective, and this always caught me out the going the other way. Like I always think about um millennials versus Gen X, and it was kind of like, there's still four episodes to go, but these guys are like really intensely in game focus. And it's like, well, because yeah. for them, it was actually day 32 or something, you know? Um, yeah. And we've got the opposite here with these guys. Are, it's, it's only day 28, um, but we're already down to only five left. Um, you know, I guess we're going to get like day, day, what, 30. We're going to vote somebody out. And then day what 31 somebody's going to come back in, um, but that's still nine days. I'm not entirely sure how yeah that's like work. a long time. yeah
1: I think with the Australian version with it being 55 days and then they were talking about how they were around like day 36 or something, and however many of them they were left, I was thinking, how are they going to stretch this over for another however many days? but they did it. So I think we might see more of a, if we're sticking with the two nights a week format, maybe one day we're not going to see people being sent home and the other day we're only going to see one person sent home. Well,
0: I guess what we're looking at here is, that, so if we're just going to talk a little bit of, of technicalities. So um, obviously we're recording this on straight after the, the last Monday night episode. So it's not the 19th of June at the moment. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, we're going to have another two episodes on the 25th and 26th.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Then presumably we're going to have the second and the third of July, and then mm-hmm. the, and then the finale is on the fifth. So if next week we have we go down to we have a if we go back to what we've normally been having. So we would have Redemption Island on the Sunday, um, and, potentially, and potentially we might only lose one again.
1: You just sound like you're shifting rooms there. Um, no, I shifted seats. So I'm sitting on this really <laughs> creaky wooden seat. I was going to say if it sounds like I'm farting, I'm not because <laughs> listen, it's just creaky. It's awful. I'm sorry. If I if I thought that was a fart, then I'd be uh, I'd
0: be sending you off to the doctors immediately. Cancel the rest of this podcast. Um, <laughs>
1: but so
0: yeah, so if, if we're presuming Redemption Island on the 25th, then we go down to four people on the 26th. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody comes. Back into the game on the second, and then we go down to four on the third. Mm-hmm. The, fi- the finale is on the fifth. We're starting with four people, so it might be a, it might not be a two-hour show. It might almost be a, or who knows? You know, we, I don't know what we're going to get. We we don't know for sure, but I could see probably, yeah. So I could see us going down to down to four next week, but then somebody comes back in the game, so we're back up to five. Go back down to four, and then start the finale on the on the fifth of July with four people. Um, that kind of feels like maybe where we're going.
1: In the preview for the next challenge, the whole hand up to the water bucket thing, did we see all three of them, Mike, Shannon, and Jack, in that?
0: Uh, past. I know we I definitely didn't...
1: saw Shannon, but I don't know if we saw Jack or Mike.
0: Yeah, I'm not entirely sure. Oh, if that's the challenge, then that's really interesting because thats uh, I, I'm not sure in the American version that I, that. have Man has ever won that challenge. Um, that's maybe... my
1: favourite challenge. That's my favourite Survivor challenge. That's yeah. one I'm sure I would win. I'd if I was on Survivor that is a challenge
0: I'd want to do. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a great challenge, definitely a great challenge, so yeah, and no, it'll be interesting to see how that one goes, but um, yeah, so it, it, I'm not entirely sure how we're working out here, and we've gone from a discussion about days played to episodes left, but uh, I think it's just interesting to think about the mindset that these guys must be in with still 12 days to go, you know, I think that that's, that's quite interesting, um, that we you know, we've, we're not even at 75% of the, the game played yet, um, yeah. and, and that's you know, so it's interesting that we're, yeah, I always just try and think about it from days played. And I guess the other part of that too is, you know, do you think we're going to get a loved one's visit at all?
1: Oh, God, I hope not. I'm so not a fan of the loved one's visit. So I, since I'm hoping there won't be, probably more than likely, yes, we will.
0: I think we're probably more likely to get um, either letters or videos from home. I think probably... Oh, that uh, would be
1: so much better. I just can't stand the loved ones going out there and everybody crying. But I, I don't think we would cry as New Zealanders seeing our loved ones come in. Yeah, uh,
0: yeah, I'm not sure that we would, I mean, people would be, it would be a touching moment and all that, but I'm not sure it would be the kind of sentimental stuff that you get from the American one.
1: Well, um, like the nervous breakdown, why are you considered sane enough to partake in this challenge sort of reaction? Yeah, yeah. Challenge being survivor, how yeah. did you pass the medical test?
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're
1: acting like a crazy person. Yeah. Sorry, America, I love you.
0: So, um, yeah, I think that we're probably more likely to get letters or maybe a Skype call or something like that. And I think probably just from a um, a, a budget perspective as well of, you know, bringing four or five loved ones for, you know, a 24-hour visit is probably not of the
1: Americans. <laughs> okay. That would be so shitty if, they were, if the reward challenge was you win a 15 minute conversation on Skype.
0: It <laughs> it'll be I feel like uh, Australian Outback, eh?
1: Yeah, fucking... Crap, that is so cabbage. But I would much rather prefer that than uh, have it how they had the um, loved ones come in for the Australian version finale. I really didn't like that.
0: Oh, I haven't seen it. Give, give oh me a brief synopsis.
1: Okay, so they're doing the Richard Hatch, Kelly Wigglesworth, Rudy challenge, the final three. Yeah. And they bring out each of their loved ones to watch the challenge happening. And they're all, like, cheering them on, crying, going full days of our fucking lives, watching it. And then, you know, they all collapse and, you know, act as if they're dying. And then their families all come over and hug them. And there's this one, the, like, cheesiest moment. I'm really glad Christy won. But then she's like, (gasps) lift me off Lee. I don't want to be hurting Lee. Because she, like, she, she probably weighed probably... 40 kilos, and he's like this big rugby dude, and it's like her, I don't know, her like arm, her forearm is touching his shin, and then she's trying to act like she's like, you know, concerned about his health, but then whatever, the family, her dad comes along like picks her up like she's a sack of potatoes, and she's like sobbing because (laughs) she won, and then they all bugger off, and then they're at the final tribal council, they do the jury, questions, whatever and then before he said you know how jeff says i will read these votes back in america so jonathan gets the votes and he's like uh this whole experience has been about love and peace and joy and harmony and unity and that's only can be shared with family how appropriate that here is your family and out comes christy and lee's whole bloody tribe and then they all stand huddled around as he reads the votes which I don't like. And then Lee's little kids come running out, and it's really awkward because Jonathan is like, are you proud of your dad there, mate? Are you really proud of him? Have you missed him? And the kid's like, yeah, I love my daddy. It's like, piss off. This is not about you. This is about Survivor so yeah i hope that doesn't happen with the new zealand version because it was hideous
0: well it's i mean this whole setup of of having a a live finale that i'm going to um i I can't imagine that that's not going to be anything other than a live reveal of the boat so i kind of feel like this one's kept a lot closer to the american version and some of those key ways um I mean, Good. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, I'm probably um, losing some credentials by admitting I didn't watch the end of Australian Survivor, but the truth is it bored me so much that I had to turn it off halfway through. Um, three, three, three nights a week was just way too much. Um, you know, two nights a week has been okay, and it's been bearable because I knew that it was, uh, you know, a pretty short run in terms of 10 weeks and that kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I, I just couldn't handle it. It was just way too much for me, and I won't be watching the next one. Um, I you think... Can,
1: in retrospect, I, I get what you're saying. The three nights a week was too much. And I think it was, because I watched it before I watched Millennials versus Gen X, when that season came out, it was like I was on Survivor Overdose. So the American version, I was like, oh, no, I can't really get into this. And I couldn't probably up until about the Merge. But looking back on it, I think with the Australian version, we got to know all the characters pretty well. There were some really good characters there, and I think Christie's final speech is the best finale speech ever.
0: Well, and I think it's um, it's probably one of those things. If you invest in it, it's always pretty, you know, it's worth it. But I, you know, I think the one I. I kind of fell out with was when we got to um you know this i think they had a second swap and the whole episode was about the swap and they didn't have a boat at the end it's like i I just can't do this um Mm. so so that was when i was out but uh who knows i might go back to at some point i've been told it's good
1: but well i think it was like a good season but if you're going to watch survivor and you never watched it that would definitely not be one of like the top 10 i would mention to go watch first yeah i guess it
0: just depends on on how you enjoy watching um Survivor, really, and I mean, I, I'm somewhere that I think it works well as you know, uh, one episode a week, somebody always gets eliminated, and to me, that's how it works really well. But uh, yeah, you know, let, let's move on. I mean, we, we're talking about this episode anyway, and uh, yeah, I, I mean. Um, is, is there anything we want, kind of want to pick up here? I think this, this whole episode is a real, and, and I, I mean this in the best possible way, it's a complete clusterfuck because there's just stuff going on all <laughs> over the place. And, it, it, I mean, it's a hell of a lot of fun to watch it. Um, you know, I, th- I think probably um, the, the place I kind of want to start is, is really around, you know, what's, how did we end up in a situation where it's between Barb and Shannon? I mean, how did that happen? I don't
1: know.
0: I really don't. Come on, know. I'm coming. I'm coming to you for the hot takes here. Chris. It was uh-huh. like it was. It
1: was it, well, wasn't it? Barb and who was it? Who was the other one? It was Shay, and then it was Shannon. And I thought at one point, why isn't it Shannon? And then it was Shannon, and then it was Shay, and then it was Barb. And it, 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 I thought it was really all over the place. I think yeah. Clusterfuck well, was a good
0: description. Well, I think probably one of the things that um, that you and I want to want to take a little bit of credit for is that we, you know, we've been talking about the fact that we think is the winner and we think he's playing the best game and and that all looked a bit rocky, um, you know, just a night beforehand and then all of a sudden he's actually the swing boat and all this. He's the one with all the power. Um, and so yeah. I, think, I think you and I can uh, can call it pretty confidently that you know we know what we're talking about here. We've uh, we've managed to pick up on this and 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 we've been saying this for a long time now. This isn't something we've just picked up on. We've been picking. Avi is our kind of winner pick for a very very long time and I think Tonight, all the action kind of went through him. You know, everything was, kind of, mm-hmm. you know, every important scene was him. And I think one of the things we kind of forgot to pick up on in the last episode was we started to get the kind of emotional story from rv too, where he's talking about Shannon is going on about if she wins, she's going to take all her family to Rarotonga, and he's talking about, I could give all my students some money. And, yeah. it's, and suddenly we're starting to get that, you know, uh, of course you're going to want to buy into Tom a little bit more, uh, sorry, into Avi a little bit more when he's when he's talking in those terms. So I think mm-hmm. we're kind of getting all the right angles that would make me think that Avi's going to be the Winner. um and you know like i think just everything was about him you know and, and you can really see you know that episode where he was blindsided with the salvo vote is that he was kind of saying i think i've got everything under control everything's going in the right direction whereas this time you can see him going i think i've got this under control but you can never mm-hmm. be sure you know just this whole tone has changed a whole lot and uh, i think that's you know that's really showing that he's grown as a player
1: yeah and i, I don't get the vibe from him that he is potentially like a huge survivor fan and i think he's sort of i think we're seeing from him a learning experience happening while he's out there doing it which i appreciate
0: yeah totally and you know i i think that he's somebody that is is probably pretty good at kind of just you know putting his hand to anything um, mm-hmm. you know he's probably a bit of a jack of all trades that can kind of do all sorts of stuff and you can kind of see that with him I think yeah I think oh, I think he's just a really good player I've really enjoyed watching him play and um yeah no it's, it's been fun um and I mean obviously the the job's not done yet and um, we definitely want to get into kind of winner picks, but let's let's kind of just like talk through some of the the other big hits on this I think probably it's really about you know th- this whole episode has kind of played up that um that tom and, and shay were getting you know on the same page and all that kind of thing and um i mean i kind of never really felt that that was actually that big of a story i think it was just the case of you know shay didn't really have any options because tom won immunity i didn't really think that there was a, a big drive for the two of them to be you know connecting and, and get on the same page outside of that
1: yeah no i didn't think it was like some big genuine reconciliation hey let's come together work together and carry on to the very end no yeah. i think it was i think it was a conversation that probably there would have been some of those already but this one fit into this storyline
0: yeah yeah totally yeah. yeah 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 um so i think probably the, i don't think there's a huge amount to really talk about here because it is just there's not kind of like one or two big scenes that i think we're really need to talk about because they kind of all just bleed into each other but i do yeah. want to talk about this this challenge a little bit i mean what did you make of this challenge which one the sorry the immunity challenge
1: uh, I've gone completely blank. Was
0: so, was, well, I think that probably says it all because I think it was such a throwaway challenge. So as these guys are basically running into the forest and un, untying a bag of uh, of sandbags. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, dumb. That
1: was dumb.
0: Yeah, it did feel like it, this. Felt like they actually forgot how many challenges they had to run in and suddenly realised that they had an extra one and kind of threw this together because it just felt. Yeah. Like, it felt like something you do at kind of like the school fair. Yeah, it, it
1: was. It was, like, a really cruddy version of the, like, going back to Season 1 again when uh, that challenge that Jervis was running through the forest and then decided to, you know, take a break halfway yeah. through. Yeah, that sort of feel except like even more budget.
0: I never really like challenges, you know, normally where they kind of run off into the jungle because, it, like, it's really hard to follow what's going on and I don't think, like... We haven't seen that in, in American Survivor for a while because it's actually it becomes hard to follow the action. Um, whereas I think it's a little bit easier when it's kind of you can see the whole course and all that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, it was it was it was not a huge winner for me. And this is the one where I thought Arby might be trying to actually throw it because he was just so bad. at Like he only got one one bag, I think. Um, <laughs> like he just and just like they had a few shots of him kind of throwing and he was just like so bad at it. I thought Arby, I could do better than that. Like. You, you're clearly an athletic dude like surely you can do better than this
1: well maybe maybe his athleticism he you know he he explores that in different ways like i don't know maybe yoga <laughs> not really like sporty stuff
0: yeah yeah yes yeah. it's, it's a bit hard to tell really um but yeah i mean it's um it, it, it was just a, a bit of a threat and it kind of felt to me like Tom was going to, like we've got the story established now that kind of Tom's is challenge based and it kind of feels like you know he's going to win all these challenges and it might come down to the and you know he could I could actually see Tom winning all the challenges now right to the end Mm-hmm. Um, but I could also see him like coming all the way close to the end and then losing the last one and then he gets voted out. I could see that as well. And I guess yeah. it's probably like, let's just stop down and talk a little bit about. So let's just step away from what the, the editing of the show is talking about. Um, mm-hmm. And if you're on the island right now, do you see, if you're RV or if you're Shay, do you see Tom as a realistic threat to win this game?
1: I, I think the paranoia, I, I think he could definitely, if he was in the final, he he's got votes. He's got Mike, he's got Jack, and he's got... Oh, hold on. Who's the other one? Lee. And I think three votes would be enough to cause paranoia of around him. The, oh, if he could get three, he could just get one more, and that could be, you know, the majority, and he's winning all these challenges. I, I could, if it was me, I would be looking at him as probably more of a threat than what he actually is. But I could understand why somebody would completely disregard him as well.
0: I could see, I, I think I could still see Arby winning, because I can still see, like, I can't imagine the scenario where Nate and Barb and Shannon and um, and Sala, especially Salah, um, mm. are, are voting for, for Tom over Arby. So I can, I can see it in the Arby situation, but it is, mm-hmm. too, it is too close for comfort. Um, and, you know, Arby has to ensure that he gets Tom and... Shay to the end with him, which seems like an unlikely combo to get there. Um, yeah. So I think that you know, from from Arby's perspective, I think he's he doesn't want to get that close really. So I think even though we kind of can see from the way the show's going that it's probably not Tom. Um, mm. You know, like it'd be interesting. Like in the moment, you're out there, you're counting votes. I think you'd be really worried about Tom.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. definitely. And I I think
0: I, I think what's really under uh, underreported, um, and I think obviously the last American season kind of. Kind of um doesn't help me with this but um generally the people that go on a big immunity run they have such a massive advantage at the end because it's one of those things that it's it's impressive you know like even you know you can you can kind of win all these challenges and have no blood on your hands and even if you want to be the one that says oh we you know it's not really playing the game mm-hmm. uh, you know challenge beats always do tend to get a little bit of extra credit so it doesn't always guarantee the win you know you've got the the brad and the and the colbys of the world but um, yeah. More often than not, a big long winning streak, you know, a kind of Mike Holloway, uh, Fabio type thing, is definitely going to help you win
1: in the end. Yeah, I think it can. It can go either way. It can work. With, it can be a good thing. It can be a bad thing. It just depends on the season, really. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So I mean, it's uh, it's an interesting one to kind of kind of think about about where Tom exactly is in this game, and you know, if you're Tom, then you're just trying to maximise. How you get to the end, and, I, and this is why I think the whole situation with you know, I think you want to keep the option of having both Shannon and Barb still in the game. And mm-hmm. you know, to me, I think it's really interesting that we go. And I guess, from his perspective, potentially, if he's thinking, Well, my clearest path to the end is to just win all the challenges well then Shannon's probably at the moment his biggest competition so now potentially just taking out Shannon is a good move for him Um, that's probably the only thing I can see that makes sense in this in this position but you know it's really interesting to me that Tom you know two votes ago he wasn't working with Harvey does he just know he doesn't have the numbers to kind of because I mean why is he not even thinking about getting rid of Harvey at this point
1: I don't know. I, I mean,
0: don't know. To me, I just think he probably doesn't have the numbers. You know, Arby's done a good job of kind of getting everybody back on side. And, mm. You know, they're prepared to vote Salah out. And it's re- this will be a really interesting question later on, especially if Arby does win, is to talk to these people about how you took Salah out. What was it about Arby that meant you, you didn't pull the trigger on him as well? Um, mm-hmm. Because I think that could be the kind of that could be the hundred thousand dollar question that a lot of them have, kind of leaving this game, um, is why they didn't finish the job. They left it half done, and yeah. um, potentially it's going to come back and haunt them all. So it's going to be interesting to see if that is what happens and kind of get some of those answers. Um, yeah, yeah. So I just don't know. To me, I think this is it was just really bizarre to me that these two are the, the two. Now, if you were to say to any of these other players, now who do you want to be sitting next to in an ideal world? Who are the two people you want to sit next to on date on day forty? they're all going to say Barb and Shannon. And so it's really interesting that it comes down to them. And I, I think it's probably just that anybody else in the game, you don't have the numbers to take them out at this point. Like, Shay, you don't have the numbers. Arby, you don't have the numbers. And mm-hmm. I, think, I think, Nate, you don't really have the numbers either. I think, um, you know, if somebody says, oh, let's take out Nate, I say, well, why, Nate? Let's take out Barb. Yeah. Barb, Barb's the bigger threat at this point, because neither of them are particularly challenged threats. So we might as well take out the bigger strategic threat, and that's Barb. So I guess it just just by process of elimination that those are the only two that you've really got the the numbers to get the job done with.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I can see that. but if if you're Tom, do you think you've got a shot at winning?
0: Well, I think if we if we just talk through what we just did, I mean, he's already counting three votes, um, you know, and I think if he if he looks and says, look, if I can get to the end with with Nate and Barb, I'm pretty sure I might be able to pick up a RV vote or I don't know, maybe not a Salah vote, but um, a Shannon vote or, you know, like he might be able to just pick up one more vote. I think mm. I think if you if you, I think if you're going into a situation where you think you're pretty sure you've got three solid votes, mm-hmm. um, I think you're in a really good position. You know, you know like it, that's you've got to be doing really something wrong to lose from that position. I mean, it's possible, but generally speaking, he's in he's in the driver's seat if he's going in with three solid votes.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I wouldn't if I was him I wouldn't be counting myself out at all.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I think he, I think he wants to maximise his chances, and that means taking out his biggest competition. Um, yeah. And you know, I think probably if he didn't have the numbers for RV, then the best next best move for him was probably Shannon. So I think he's probably done what he needed to do. Um, I think this is one of those situations where I don't think anybody's really made a big mistake. Like I can't really blame. Like Shannon's probably gone after the right person, given mm-hmm. the numbers around her. Um, and you know. She, for whatever reason, Barb just is somebody that they want to keep around a little bit more. And I think probably there's an element to this is, you know, Barb's not a threat. But at the same time, if you're really worried about Tom, you probably want to keep as many people who can beat him in a challenge there as possible.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So Yeah, definitely. And this is the, the whole thing I talked about before. It's a bit of a clusterfuck because there's just so much going on here that I don't even really know where to start with this. But yeah, it just it is one of those things. Though. I just I don't even really know where to kind of go with this. Um and, um, yeah,
1: we, yeah. I, I feel the exact same way. We had we had that we had the immunity challenge, which we agreed sucked. We had all the chaos and uh, un-sort of readable story happening, and it was all quite messy. What else was? <laughs> well, I think
0: probably the, one of the next questions for me is, um, you know, we talked about people generally making the right move, but potentially somebody that I think has made the wrong move here, and we talked a little bit about it before, is Barb, is that Barb is now in a position where she can't win, Um, because Barb really needed to go to the end with, um, you know, probably Shannon and Nate if she was going to win. Um, and she now doesn't have the numbers in a final three to win. I, do, I think she sits with with Nate, and then the other person, whoever's the other person there is, going to win now. Um, yeah. Whoever, whoever that is. And so I think you know Barb is probably the one that's made the wrong move here. But um, you know what other what other parts did she have? I mean, if you if you need to pick up, if you're saying she's got Nate's vote, probably um, mm-hmm. she, she needs to pick up two other votes. So potentially, I guess her best move is probably to grab Tom, to grab. Shannon and say Mm. let's get rid of Arby or get rid of Shay and you know we never saw that that was a potential I I, I don't know if that was even something that kind of came up but it definitely wasn't something that we saw on the show.
1: Yeah well I think with her you know very um, pompous statement of oh I think everybody underestimates me when came to this tribal council, we had that confessional of her almost sort of checking out like, oh, I'm not in this position of any sort of control, so I'm just going to roll with it. This is where she should have showed how underestimated she was and played and swung it to the way she wanted it to be. Well, it's really, It's really
0: really interesting if we go all the way back to the start of the Sunday night episode where Arby's having a sort of blow-up and he he says to Barb, you know, that you're underestimated and she and she agrees and she says yes I am underestimated well at the moment that you actually publicly acknowledge it you are no longer underestimated you know like you, you are now estimated people, yes. know, people know what you're playing at and mm-hmm. so she's completely lost any kind of credibility or any ability to kind of hide under the radars because it's now out in the open and that's the thing with a player like Barb is that you can hide in the shadows but the minute you make that one move is everything's out in the open and there's no putting it back in the in the bottle you know so Barb's in a position now where everybody knows what she's at but they also don't respect her for it she's in a really no win situation and, and that what really sucks I guess for her but it'd be interesting to know from her perspective is again we talked about how does Tom see his position um, you know how how does she see her position does she think she's in a position where she can win
1: Ooh, I wouldn't be surprised if she thinks if she thinks she has a shot of winning. Um, I don't know. I think it's a tricky one because, from my personal perspective, no way in hell could she win now. But I think, I don't know. I think she could be like Missy and Balaam and think she could have a shot. Yeah, I don't it's, know. Yeah, it's, it's, uh,
0: it, it's a really tricky one and it, it's hard to know. And uh, I think we probably we're going to need to ask these questions once we've kind of seen the whole season play out really. Um, yeah. yeah. So I think we can probably kind of start wrapping up the episode itself. There's still a few other things I kind of want to talk about, but, um, you know, I mean, again, the tribal council was really short. I'm not entirely sure there's a whole, whole lot to say here. I think one Mm -hmm. of the things that's really interesting is that this is kind of like a pivotal vote. This is one of the big ones. And, um, Two of your well, yeah, you know, I mean, obviously one of your jurors can't be there because they're the one person left at Redemption Island, but there are there are now you know there's one other person at Redemption Island who's who hasn't seen this. I, mm-hmm. this is one of the things I really really hate is that whoever ends up making the jury, you know, like if Mike, if we're assuming Mike's going to make the jury he will have missed most of the Tribal Councils leading up to it. And yeah. th- and so his information is going to be based entirely on what other people tell him, and that really sucks. And this yes. is one of the things I hate about Redemption Island is that, you know, he's not in a position to make a good decision because he actually hasn't been in the game and he hasn't seen the Tribal Councils to to even gather a little bit of information. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I agree a billion percent yeah yeah
0: yeah. so I mean uh, yeah that's that's one of those tricky things about Redemption Island but um, yeah I mean I'm not sure there's anything we really need to to go over I mean before the vote what were you kind of thinking which way did you think it was going?
1: I honestly, I thought it was going to be Barb.
0: Yeah, I did too, actually. I, I wasn't prepared for the Shannon vote. Um, it was, and it I was, was a such a
1: dud tribal council to lose the biggest female character that we've had this season as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it yeah. actually wouldn't surprise me to see Shannon come back in the game. Because I know we talked a little bit about that, um, you know, in the kind of pre-merge. That we that we had kind of had these moments where we thought we were getting little quotes from Shannon that maybe indicated that she was coming back into the game. Um, was it the
1: "I love Redemption Island"?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was that you know those kind of moments where I thought. Oh, there might be something here. And maybe it's actually a bit of foreshadowing that she's actually going to come in. You've got these, you know, these two alpha male type guys, and she's just going to own them. And and then, you know, whoever comes next week, if it's, uh, you know, I mean, whoever's going to follow her, you know, if it's like a Nate or whatever, um, Mm. or, you know, she just takes them out. And she's back in the game, and so I actually wouldn't be at all surprised if it's if it's Shannon that comes back into the game. Um, I think it would actually be quite a fitting end to her story because it did feel like like if this is the end of it for Shannon, then it kind of just fizzed out into
1: nothing. Um, yes.
0: And so. And that, I
1: don't. I. Who's as far as television goes, her story can't end like that. No can,
0: way. Can you actually imagine if? if Arvie gets to the end and he's got Shannon on one side who's been voted out and he's got, mm-hmm. and, and he's got like, Shay on the other side who's been voted out. And he can just like legitimately be like, well, I'm the only person left in this game who hasn't been voted out. Um, you should just give me the money. Like the case closed.
1: Well, the only person that might have a problem with that would be like, I don't know, maybe Mike, he'd be like, Oh, but you know, Shannon kicked me out of redemption Island. That's a, uh, you know, much of a champion she is, but I doubt it.
0: No, I can't see that happening. Um, nah. Yeah. So, I mean, that that's a potential that we've got here going on. I mean, yeah, I don't think there's, uh, you're totally right, there's, this is a bit of a fizzle. There wasn't a lot really here to talk about. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, I mean, Shannon's out of the game for now, um, mm-hmm. and, and we'll kind of see what happens next week. So, cool, I think we can probably go into our, um, our rankings of this episode. Um, so, I'll let you start. Is it a buy, is it a rent, is it a bin for you?
1: This one would be a rent.
0: Okay, you're consistent, there's no doubt about that. Yeah.
1: Just a rent. I I don't know if I'd watch it again. Oh, maybe this was was this could be one that I would watch. Maybe to see how it fit in the story. I guess maybe I don't know. But rent.
0: Yeah, I mean it's a buy for me because I think it is one of the ones that I do want to go back and watch. And I think if that's if, if that's kind of the gold standard of like, would you go back and watch this again? Mm-hmm. Um, then I almost think you have to go back and watch this one again because this is kind of like this is the one where the game just breaks wide open. And I think you know you might go back and look at the, that the Salah vote has been really pivotal. But if what happens happen if what we think happens is going to happen, which is RB winning, then that mm-hmm. Salah vote actually wasn't all that important to the the in. Result of the game, yeah. But, but this one could be, you know, this is the one where everybody's you no, know, there's no bets left, it's everybody's just out to win now, and they'll turn on anybody, they'll do anything. And so, you know, it wouldn't surprise me at all if, if this is the one that really, really matters. So, then I just want to go back and kind of watch and, and get a bit of a better idea on what these guys were thinking. So, I'll definitely be re watching this at some point during the week before we uh, head into the final stretch um, next week. So, I think probably the the only other thing I wanted to do was... I mean, this is a bit of a foregone conclusion, but uh, if we're going to kind of... Let, let's go through and kind of rank our our eight... Well, we've got eight people left, yeah. So, I mean, if we, we're going to start from the bottom, you know, who do you think is the least likely out of these eight people to win? Oh,
1: do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. The least likely, I would say, is Jack.
0: Yeah, I'd agree. I think Jack's right down the bottom. Um... Uh, you know, I think we just don't really have a story for him. um he's already out of the out of the game proper. um he's there with probably the two biggest challenge beasts in the game so far really um, that, mm-hmm. that, you know that are that not saw in the game um so yeah, I think he's definitely number eight, so yep, yeah, I think we can okay, so moving on to seven uh, Barb. yeah, I think I, I'm gonna say Barb probably Barb and Nate are a little bit into. Uh, you know interchangeable except that i think nate's probably got a bit of a shot in front of the jury whereas i don't think barb's got any shot. so yep i'd put her in number seven uh six mm,
1: jugs titties mike sorry hey eh? mike and his <laughs> boobs his man boobs oh okay, was, okay. i read somewhere online that somebody said he was really handsome i don't see it
0: He's think, got good
1: tits. That's it.
0: I don't think you and I are supposed to see it, but uh, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, for somebody that is, you know, a, a bit of a challenge beast, we just haven't really seen a lot of him, eh? It's it's really interesting. So um, yeah, I mean, I, I I wouldn't argue with that. That's for sure. Um, I, I definitely uh, definitely kind of agree with that. So so that was six. So who's five? Ooh,
1: my number five would be Shannon.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, th- I yeah, I will agree with that. I was kind of tossing up whether it's Nate, but I think Nate, as I've said just before, is that he's actually got a shot to win, whereas I, I don't think Shannon has any, she's got no case now, really. So, yeah, I, I, yeah I'd agree with that. So, um, that moves us into our, our top half. Uh,
1: my number four would be Tom... Uh, Shay, uh, sh- Tom...
0: Tom, I'll say Tom. Okay, I'm going to say Nate, because I think that Nate, I think if Tom gets to the end, I think, like we've just talked about, he's got three votes, I'm not sure that there's a scenario when, uh, when Nate gets to the end and he's got three guaranteed votes before he steps in the door, so that's why I'd put him at number four. Okay. Right, number three? Shay. For me, Shay. Uh, I'm going to say Tom. Okay. At number two, at uh, number three, yep, so, uh, number, so your number two is Tom. Nate. Oh, I was number as Nate, sorry, yeah. Yeah. And so who does that make mine? Shay. Yep.
1: Yeah, and number one would be RV. Uh,
0: yeah. With a bullet. Yeah. Yeah, I think if we're talking about kind of equity stakes, I think you know, RV's RV's got kind of like you know, feels like about eighty-five percent, ninety percent at the moment.
1: Um, it's all RV's to lose at the moment.
0: Definitely. Yeah, I think so, and I think probably what's most impressive is that. He he potentially hasn't like people don't see that necessarily, um, and so I think that that's that really helps him in the game is that you know he doesn't even have to really do all that much. He's in a position where he's just going to get to the end. And, you know, yeah. and there's certain situations where, you know, you've got this great player and they have to get to the end with the right person, otherwise they, they can't win. Um, mm-hmm. and, you know, they've still got a lot of work to go in the end. And yeah, you know, like I talked about before, it's a bit of a Kim Spradlin situation where she gets to the final five and she's deciding making this big kind of, you know, Really heartfelt decision on who she's going to beat at the end, you know. beat to, everyone. Yeah. yeah, that's what yeah. it comes down to. And Arby's in the same situation. He's just got to keep playing and keep moving forwards. Um, and you know, I think especially if he can get rid of Tom. Um, I think that, you know, he's, he then doesn't even have any threats left and challenges, he can probably just walk the challenges. Um, and, you know, the game's his, really. Um, so I guess probably the only wrinkle is what's going to happen with Redemption Island, um, and I, I, I'm just not getting the feeling that that's going to be a major player in how things kind of shake out towards the end here.
1: No, neither am I. And, I. and I think I think it's something that could be in Shay's favour was that vote was such a throwaway vote where she was voted out. And because she beat out Georgia... I don't think she could be completely discredited as uh, someone who was voted out and then had to work their way back in, as opposed to if it was somebody who came back from Redemption Island now would have a harder shot compared to Shay, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, and the other thing to think about as well is that those guys actually threw that challenge to get rid of her as well, so, you know, there's all that extra thing as well of that, you know, she wasn't even given a shot, she was actually in a challenge that they threw to get rid of her, so... You no, know, I think that there's lots of angles you could go from. I mean, I don't see it. I think that there's just not a consistent story for anybody except Darby. Um, yeah. And maybe we're just missing something really big. I think I think that, you know, the, the kind of promotion of the show is kind of making us want to think that Barb's kind of this power player. But, you know, like we just... No way. I mean, we've talked about it before is that, you know, she's been shun, has been, you know, not doing very much lying around potentially thinking about quitting, um, (laughs) passing out. Um, You know, I just don't think that this is somebody that, you know, if you're putting that winner package together at the end, that you've actually really got a lot to say.
1: How, How shit of a winner of Survivor would Barb be? That would be like the worst winner ever.
0: Well, I mean, it's the whole thing of how you package it. And, you know, like, I think a lot of people are not big Sandra fans, but, you know, it's kind of hard to argue because, you know, she does at least have some game moves there. Um, Whereas Barb, I think, apart from this whole Salah thing, I think she's actually, like, you know, these last two boats, she's been a passenger. Um, You know, she's she's not. Oh, shit, yeah. Yeah. And and you know so I think that you you can't really go into a final tribal council and say oh well I actually didn't do very much except for this one vote um, that didn't actually have an impact on on really what happened at the end so I just don't think there's enough of a story there could be wrong but uh, we'll, we'll see how things play out I guess yeah awesome oh well we'll uh, we'll, we'll probably leave it there for the evening it's uh, it's been another good good discussion and uh, I'm I'm kind of almost starting to get a little bit sad Prez. we're not going to have a, a reason to talk every week about Survivor oh well. <laughs> oh, wow, well. it could
1: it could be worse. it could be much worse.
0: Maybe I shouldn't feel so bad then you don't you don't sound too upset about that.
1: Well, no, you know, I like our chats, Nick. I like it
0: a lot. <laughs> well, I think probably what we will do is, uh, you know, we'll try and stretch it out a little bit that we might have to do a little bit of a uh, a wrap-up uh, podcast about the show and, you know, what our final thoughts are and going forwards with New Zealand Survivor and, and hopefully we'll have a few uh, answers to some of our questions. Uh, once Ben's back on board, we might get a few interviews with some of the players too. Um, we just haven't really had the opportunity to do that yet, but we will try our best to, to kind of get Ooh. that
1: done. Um, so, oh, I've got a really good idea. I've got the best idea ever. When Ben gets back, do you know who his first interview should be? Who, who's that? <laughs> our buddy Alice, whatever
0: it oh, yeah. is. Oh, yeah, and well, I'm really sorry we can't bring you an Alice watch because uh, she didn't actually say anything about Survivor this week, uh, even though I tried to goad her into it with a tweet that I directed in, in her general direction. Um, but, uh, no, I didn't get anything from her, so that was unfortunate. I tweeted out, and I said, so disappointed Alice Bryan has stopped bitch-tweeting about Survivor. It was fun while it lasted. But I didn't even get a reaction to that, so that's disappointing. Um, oh, so Alice! I, I hope she, uh, she comes back for the, the last couple of weeks, because it would be good to see her back having a, having a bitch, but uh until that time it's just going to have to be the two of us but uh, yeah no looking forward to uh to covering these last couple of weeks and, and we definitely will do a bit of a wrap up um i'm really interested to, to kind of get our final takes once we know where this all plays out i'm hoping that the two of us can kind of you know have a beer and, and um and give ourselves a pat on the back for having called this so early um but uh yeah we'll find out um uh, yeah so i mean is there anything else you wanted to add before we finish up
1: Yes, called what, exactly? Because can I just say, (laughs) Arby was my original pick. Yours was Lou.
0: Yeah, (laughs) when I I say call it, I mean, it's always that hard thing of, you know, when you're looking at, at... profiles of actually having to pick somebody out and yeah total credit to you for actually picking him from the very start
1: but I think one of the
0: things is like I kind of follow the edit and um, I usually get it wrong but I think it's been pretty obvious to me from the start that that um, RV was going to win it Um, and you know so I I, you know I'm really enjoying the fact that I think we've got that one right I mean I guess we'll find out but uh, yeah I mean it's uh, you know it's been fun to kind of see um, what the show's given us um, and kind of just follow the, the kind of breadcrumbs. I mean, I guess what you and I should probably start thinking about locking in a final three at this point as well, given the you know what our, our editor's telling us. Um, I don't know if you're prepared to make that call just yet or if we want to do that.
1: Okay. okay, let's go there. Let's go there. I definitely, my number one pick for a final three is RV. Yeah. I will, I will say Shay. And... I will throw in Shannon. Okay. Uh, I like that final three.
0: Yeah, I think I'm going to put a little bit of faith in Shannon that she's going to come through and, and deliver us a final bit of storyline there so yeah i'm gonna put shannon but i'm also i'm actually gonna go for barb as well because i think they've actually invested a lot of time in trying to pretend that barb's some threat but they've also done a really good job of telling us why barb isn't going to win and Mm -hmm. sometimes it's quite good to look at those players that you kind of they've given us a lot of information about why she won't win and um you know sometimes you just want to see that kind of finished out with you know a loss in the in the final three not that i don't like barb but i think that's probably what the story is telling us
1: i don't like barb (laughs) <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll oh. say it. I don't oh, like it. Okay, but yeah. do you think that this um, final tribal council? Do you think we'll have like an individual jury uh, questions, like how we've seen it every season, oh, or do you think we'll so. go for like a final like juries? thing like how we saw in the most recent American season? No,
0: I think we're probably going to get the, the traditional, everyone stands up and asks a question. I, you know, I don't think that um, New Zealand survival was probably made quite aware of what was happening on Game Changers, so I, I would expect, and I actually think in terms of, of filming that Possibly this was filmed before Game Changers, anyway. Um, so I, I could be wrong about that, but I think this was this was in the can a long time ago. Um, yeah. So so yeah, I think that probably we're just gonna get the traditional kind of everybody stands up and says their piece. So yeah, that would that would be my guess, anyway.
1: I hope so. I think it worked for the American version this time, but I would like to see the old format for this one.
0: Well, I think as well, um, we might be lucky and actually get to see um, opening and maybe even closing comments from the final three, which would be nice, which we haven't seen for a while on the um, American one. And I always think that that's really an important part of it. So Mm -hmm. hopefully we get something that's a bit more traditional um, with that final tribal council.
1: Ooh la la,
0: Survivor. All right. Well, we're looking forward to covering it. We've got a couple of weeks left to uh, to get to before we get there. But uh, it's been fun to to talk this all through with you. And uh, we'll be back again for some some more antics next week.
1: All righty. Bye bye. Wonderful.
0: Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.